Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are continuing our study of chapter 23 of the second book of Kings. That is Malachim Bet, Perak Chav Gimel. We are at Pasuk Dalad, that is verse 4. <coughs> and we have just read that after a Sefer Torah, a Torah scroll was found by the Kohanim, by the priests in the Holy Temple, and it was read to King Yoshiahu, Josiah, um, and he read in there the punishments that awaited the people if they were not faithful to God and they continued their worship of idols and how in order to gain the favor of God they would need to ch- completely change paths and after this reading and interpretation of the Torah scroll was confirmed by Hulda, the prophetess by Hulda, the, the uh, who who declared that it was indeed God's intention to destroy the Beit HaMikdash, to destroy the temple and, and, and exile the people as a result of their errant ways. Um, so Yeshayahu took action. He read this to the people in public and we're about to start reading what was the actions that he took. And we're going to see a systematic destruction of all idols and all um, remnants of idol worship and here we go, verse 4. The king commanded Chilkiyahu, the high priest, and the assistant priests, and those that guarded the entranceways to the temple. He commanded them to remove from the, the um, temple of God all of the vessels that were made in honor of the Avodazara, the idol of Baal. <coughs> familiar Canaanite um, of Odazara, that uh, you know, idol that has come up quite a few times <coughs> uh, during this, um, during the previous several hundred years of the people of Israel in the land. Velo Asherah and anything that was made for the Asherah, which is another Avodazara, another idol, which generally considered to be some sort of female consort god to the. To, the, to God himself, which is obviously against everything the Torah stands for in this Asherah. Uh, he commanded they remove those vessels as well. And things that were made in honor of all the hosts of the heaven by Yisrafim. And he burnt them. He burnt them outside Jerusalem on the slopes that led down towards the Kidron Valley. And he had their dust brought to Beit El. Beit El is the site of the um, temple that were built by Yeravam, by Jeroboam the first, um, way back in the beginning of the split of the kingdom. Um, and uh, those were representative of pure uh, impurity and, and, and idolatry. It was a perfect place to dump this contaminated disgusting uh, waste and he and he uh, ended the reign of the priests Asher Yehuda that the pre- pre- previous kings of Judah had placed in other words had placed in positions um, these are the previous kings meaning his father Amon and his grandfather Menashe uh, that what did they do and they were appointed to to um to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah, Mesibei Yerushalayim, and the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, Bietam Mikatrim Labaal, and those priests that had been put in charge of 
being mikater, of bringing incense to the Baal, uh, uh, to that idol of Lashemesh and the sun that was being worshipped, Vilarech, and the moon that was being worshipped, Vilamazalot, and the constellations that were being worshipped, Vilchotzvashemayim, and all of the heavenly bodies. And he removed the Asherah idol from the house of God, he brought it outside the city of Jerusalem, El Nachal Kidron, to the Wadi of Kidron, the uh, uh, Kidron stream. Vayisrof Osab Nachal Kidron, and he burnt it there. Vayadek Laafar, and he crushed it into dirt. Vayashlechet Afaral Kever Bnei and he sprinkled and spread the dust over the graves of the common folk that had been buried there. Vayitotzet Potea Kedeshim. And he knocked down and he took down the houses of the Kedeshim, generally considered to be uh, male prostitutes, Asher Bevesa Adonai, that had been put up in the house of God. Asher Hanoshim or Gosham Batimlo Asherah, and in those, <coughs> those houses as well, <coughs> women would weave uh, coverings for the Asherah. Got rid of that. And he brought all of the priests from the towns of, Yud- of Judah by Itame at Habamot. And he defiled and ruined, uh, took down, in other words, the bamot, the altars, the high places, Asher Kitrushamakonim, where these priests were there bringing incense. This was incense for God, but in outside the Beit HaMikdash, which was wrong, and we had discussed this many times, that the bamot were places where people were worshipping God, but... Um, we, as we know from the Torah, this is something forbidden. The only place where altars belong is in the Holy Temple itself, and that's it. So he took these priests that were in these outlying altars and brought them back in. And he destroyed the bamot that remained at the gates. Apparently there were altars at the gates to the city, which were at the opening of the gate of Joshua, who was the mayor of the city. Asher al small ish b'sharayir, which was at the left side of the city gate. So apparently, people when entering the city, they might bring a sacrifice there, or when leaving the city, they might bring a sacrifice there to maybe to pray for safety on the road, or or some kind of sacrifice <coughs> um, to the city. He destroyed that as well. Ah, however, however, these priests that had served on these bamot were no longer allowed, they were not allowed to bring sacrifices on the altar of God in Jerusalem. They were, because they had served in places where they should not have been serving, they were not allowed to serve in the Beit HaMikdash in the temple. However, they were allowed to eat the matzot, the portions of the karbanot mincha, of the of the uh, grain offerings that were baked into matzot, baked into crackers. Um, um, they were allowed to partake of those portions, but they were not allowed to partake in the service itself. V'timeat tofet, and he and he also timei defiled or ruined the tofet. The tofet is generally considered the. Um, uh, I'm just using the translation of Rashi here. The Tophet is the worst of all, the the abominable um, idol called Molech to which the human sacrifices were brought, the child sacrifices were brought. And uh, Rashi explains that it was called Tophet because they would beat drums during the ceremony. <coughs> 
um, to in order to drown out the sounds of the screaming children that they were being sacrificed. Asher begay ben hinom, that was in the place of gay ben hinom, the valley of ben hinom, um, which earned its a terrible, terrible name. Uh, gay ben hinom being the a name generally used for hell itself because of the hellish child sacrifice that took place in this valley. Levilti, and he removed, he removed this <coughs> whole <coughs> apparatus of idol worship in order that no one would ever anymore so no one would ever any longer bring his child, his son, or his daughter in fire as an offering to Molech, to the God called Molech. And there were horses that the kings of Judah had given um, as a... Um, as a uh, as a uh, as some sort of a gift to those who um, who worshipped the sun, right? Um, uh, um, as they came to the house of God, um, if you um, imagine the uh, modern Temple Mount, uh, people coming from from the Mount of Olives up the slopes to the east side that's where the sun would rise into that gate and people coming into that gate would worship the sun and apparently they brought horses there and gave it to the people or something he took the horses away and gave them to the um um uh in Nitan melech uh the uh the, the, that's which is the name of a, a room uh, where the Saris, where the king's assistant, Asher Parvorim, which was in the areas of Parvor, is an area outlying the city, uh, sometimes translated as a suburb, the Markavot Hashemesh, and the chariots of the sun, Saraf Ba'eshi, burned in fire. So apparently, part of the sun worship was these, these horses and chariots were somehow given over to the sun worship, so he got rid of them. So again, this continuing, this program of eliminating all of the vestiges of idol worship. And the altars that were on the top of the upper chamber of Ahaz. Ahaz is his grandfather, right? The king who was <coughs> steeped in idol worship. <coughs> that the previous kings of Judah had made. <coughs> they had built these altars on the roof of the upper story of the palace, he got rid of those. And one wonders why these altars were not removed by Chizkiyahu, who had also had a similar program, but not quite as extensive. Apparently, for some reason, they were not removed then. But because uh, Ahaz was Chizkiyahu's father, that would have been um, his great, the, the great great grandfather of Yoshiahu. But he also removed the Mizbuchot Asher Asom Menashe that Menashe, his grandfather, had made Bishtei Chatzrot Beit Adonai in the two Chatzrot, uh, in the two um, courtyards of the house of God, presumably meaning the courtyard of the Israel, meaning the outer courtyard in which the large altar where the sacrifices were brought, and then the inner courtyard where the menorah and the uh, and the shulchan, the the uh, table, the showbread table was on in that room, the inner courtyard. 
so apparently Menashe had built Mizbachot altars there. Natatz HaMelech, the king destroyed and smashed Fayaratz Misham, and he um, he rushed them out of there, or, or um, knocked them down out of there. And he threw their ashes into the Awadi Kidron. And all of the bamot, all of the altars that were built around the city facing Jerusalem, uh, which were to the right of the Har Hamashchit, which uh, can can be mentioned, um, uh, the the mountain of destruction, which is identified traditionally as uh, the name being used for the Mount of Olives. That, in other words, in, when it's being used in a, in a positive way, it's called Har HaZetim, Mount of Olives. But in this case, because of all the idol worship that had taken place there, right, these are, um, it's now being called the Har HaMashchit, the Mountain of Destruction, or the Mountain of, of things that cause destruction or, or corruption, things that cause the, the corruption and destruction to happen. And what were these? Asher Bonosh Shlomo Melech Yisrael. That's Shlomo. Solomon, the king of Israel, had built Li Ashtoret. Remember, in the end of his life, Shlomo had built, an, or at least allowed for the building of all of these idols, of, of temples and altars to de- various idols, that Shlomo had allowed them because of all of his wives that were continuing to... Um, to um, worship as they had done in the places and the countries where they had come from. Uh, we had discussed that back in the first book of Kings, uh, which was at the end of Shlomo's career. So now those were still standing, apparently, and many of them on the Harazetim, on the Mount of Olives. So these were built Li Ashtoret, to the god of Ashtoret, um, who was Shikutz Tzidonim, who was the, the Shikutz, the disgusting idol of the Sidonese, right? The people from Sidon, Sidon, a city which is now in modern Lebanon. Vilichmosh and Kmosh, who we've come across several times in the Book of Judges, who is Shikutz Moav, who was the because remember Solomon had married women from Sidon, from Sidon, had married women from Shikutz Moav, the from the people of the Moabites. Then Kmosh was their god. Ulmilkom. And Milcom, who was Toavat ben Amon, who was the, the abomination of the descendants of Ammon, Tzimei HaMelech, the king, defiled all of them and, and took them all down. Veshibarat HaMatzivot, he knocked down their, their pillars, in other words, the monuments built to these gods, Vayichrosis Asherim, and he cut down the Asherim. It would seem like every god had its Asherah, had its female consort version. Uh, so God himself, uh, people had an Asherah built in the temple itself and of course that violates every principle of the Torah which is why we learned several verses ago that Yoshio that was one of the first things he ripped out and he also ripped out the Asherim that were built to accompany these other gods the gods of Ammon and Moab and so on which were still being worshipped by their various cults uh, and he filled their place with human bones. Um, uh, so this is the um, it, it's uh, uh, the the, uh, uh, the the traditionally it's understood that these human bones were 
were in bury the, from the burial places of the people that had worshipped. So the people had worshipped these gods and had themselves buried near those near those temples, and then he uprooted all of those bones and threw them into the the temples that he had been destroyed. Similar to today, where people often are buried near a place of of worship. Um, to be close to uh, a holy place. Well, in those days, those people that lived their lives worshiping these idols wanted to be buried near their idols, and he took those bones and threw them in there. At least that's how this is traditionally understood. So now, Yoshiahu goes to, to the northern kingdom. Remember, the northern kingdom at this point uh, had been destroyed as a political entity, and and the way we explained and understood, and it's going to be obvious in, in many cases. Um, uh, it, it, uh, soon, and uh, we'll see that the, the 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 masses of the people of the north had, as we mentioned in the time of Hezekiah, many had run as refugees from the Assyrian onslaught and settled in the southern kingdom. And archaeologically, there's solid evidence that during the time of his Hezekiah and, uh, and his forefather Ahaz and his father Ahaz that many that the population of the southern kingdom swelled and there's good reason and archaeological evidence to support that these were refugees running from the northern kingdom so the people of Judah are a mix of the refugees from the northern kingdom but many remained in the northern kingdom and ended up, you know, and we, we studied that several chapters ago as well, and started mixing with the people who had been resettled there by Assyria, and they had like a jumbled religion, mixed of some Jewish elements and some foreign elements, a little bit of belief in God and a little bit of belief in these idols, etc. And this was going on, so the Israelites still resided there. So Yoshiahu um, <coughs> uh, was still concerned about the fate of these these cousins <coughs> up north <coughs> and he and he went up north to Beit El and these temples were still were still operating so he went there even though this really wasn't technically part of his jurisdiction but he did the Assyrians at this time were, were weak and uh, the area up north was kind of a, a, a free-for-all uh, so he went to the Mizbeach, the altar that was in Beit El, to the altar that had been built by Yeravam, Jeroboam, Ben Nevat, Asher Hechti, Yisrael, the one who led the people of Israel into sin. He destroyed that altar and the Bama, the high place. And he burnt the Bama, ground it to dirt, and he burnt the Asherah, the consort, goddess that was up there uh, it paired with that Bama. And then Vayif and Yoshiahu, Yoshiahu turned Vayar and he saw it the burial places that were there on the mount. <coughs> if we go way back to the time of Yeravam we remember the the um, prophet that was sent by God to, to Yeravam to warn him to desist and, and to cease and desist from building this temple. And Yeravam, of course, ignored him. And on his way out, if you recall, he was met by a false prophet. There were these graves there. And the false prophet was buried together with the, the true prophet of God. Um, uh, that story goes way back in history to the time when the people were, uh, when the two kingdoms split from each other in those, those early days of the northern and southern kingdoms. 
He saw those burial places. So this is kind of just giving you a, uh, like a reminiscence of the history of all of the just all of the mistakes, all of the things that have been happening all over these centuries, several centuries. And he took the bones out of these graves. And he um, burnt them upon the altar and thus defiled the altar as um, just like the word of God that the man of God had said that he predicted these events that they were going to occur Uh, and that was, of course, the bones of the of the false prophet um, that were there. But of the true prophet, he had turned. What is this monument? that I see. Tradition has it that this particular mon- monument was in good condition, while the other one had thorns and weeds growing all over it. And the people of the city of Beitel said, this is the grave of the man of God that came from Judah. And he predicted these things that one day this was going to happen to the altar of Beit El. Just here you have a time way at the end of the history. The history of the northern kingdom had completely collapsed. And here is Yoshiyahu digging up or, or, or identifying the, the grave, the monument of the one who tried, who tried to stop all this, unsuccessfully, tragically, tried to stop all of this. Vayomer and Yoshio said, Hanichulo, leave that person there, let him rest in peace. Ish al Yonah do not move his bones. Vayamatuatzmosav, and they left his bones at Atmosanaviyashabam Mishamron. And they let his bones lie there with, together with the bones of the other prophet that came from Shomron. So this was, um, it's just a sad reminiscence of, of, of the times when people tried. They could have turned people in the right direction, but unfortunately it didn't happen. The gamet kol botea bamot, and all of the, the, the holy, you know, holy with the small h places, were of, of those high places, asher biarei shomron, which were scattered throughout the cities of Samaria, asher asu malchei Yisrael, that the kings of Israel had made lahachis in order to um, make God angry or in such a way that God became angry. Hey, Sir Yoshio, Yoshio removed them. So not only did he cleanse Judah, but he cleansed Israel. Here, these were, were, were altars built for Avodah for idol worship, and he slayed, he executed all of the Kohanim, all of the priests of these high places, by Yisrofet, that's most Adam Aleyhem, and he burnt them upon those altars, by Yashav Yishlaim, and he came back to Jerusalem. So this differed from the treatment of the priests of the Bamot that were dedicated to God. They were um, no more allowed, no longer allowed, they were not executed, they were no longer allowed to perform service, of being a Kohen, they were only allowed to partake in the portions 
that uh, of of the of the sacrifices along with their brethren, the that priests. However, the ones that were priests to the Avodah to the idols, they were executed. So this is what Yoshiyahu did, um, trying to cleanse the land of idol worship. An extremely aggressive campaign, um, an extremely thorough campaign. Nothing was left. We've seen kings before. We've seen Uziyahu, we see Yotam, we saw Chizkiyahu. We saw Asa, we saw other kings in the past that tried and attempted to reduce or eliminate idol worship from the people. But none of them were nearly as, as we can see, many uh, houses of idol worship remained, including the ones built in the times of Solomon. So no one was nearly as extensive and as thorough as Yoshiahu was until now in just ridding the people of the scourge of idol worship. So um, this will uh, conclude this portion of chapter 23. Thank you so much for studying this together with me. Looking forward to studying the rest of this chapter and of course the rest of the book of, the King of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.